Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Mahashinta Pratikaram, a Malayalam indie movie about a small town and the villager who gets into a fight with some local thugs. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the fourth in our indie movie series. And this is another winner. That's right. So Mahashinta Pratikaram means... The Retaliation of Mahesh. <laughs> and Mahesh is played, of course, by favorite of the pod, Fahad Fasil. Yes. He's amazing. and Completely different than how he was in Kumbalangi Nights. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, it, it should almost be required viewing if you've seen <laughs> Kumbalangi Nights as the only thing you've seen him in. Because he's an absolute psycho in that. And he's great at it. And I really loved seeing him as that character. But in this movie, he's so lovable. And he's so... It's just, I mean, just kind of real. Yeah. And he plays real well. He does. And it was a really sweet movie. It's just kind of like... It's a little bit of like a gentle movie that tends towards realism but is sweet. And And I kept waiting and I was like, are things going to like take a dark (laughs) turn at some point? You can never tell with these Indian movies or in, I will say indie movies in general um, of any country, you really can't tell what's going to, what they're going to throw in there, but it never did. And that was awesome. That's what I wanted. Which is crazy because on Google, they listed as a thriller slash romance. Okay. Well, whoever did that needs to be in jail. It's so misleading. Yeah, it's, there's nothing thrilling about it. No, it's not. A, I mean, just because it's, uh, there is a guy getting revenge doesn't mean, and actually one of the, yeah. one of the really genius things about this movie is that it takes all of the tropes mm-hmm. of what should be the, um, the, cause I mean, we did a whole series of vengeance films <laughs> yeah, exactly. in Indian movies. I mean, they. This film? Would not make it onto that list. They do so many movies like that. Mm-hmm. This is a standard genre for them. Exactly. And so even just calling this Mahesh's retaliation, I mean, and they, they I mean, it's kind of a joke. Right. Because they make references to actual revenge movies and all these things. And yeah. you look at this and this is the way people in real life deal with these things. Right. And like, it takes so long. The movie, honestly, is not even really about that. No. It's so, about the town. Yeah. And about his life. And like, it, yeah, I mean, you do get all of these offshoots seeing like different little snapshots of different people's lives. I mean, oh my gosh, my favorite scene. Two people whose names, they don't even have names. It's the guy on the bike it's and the, the fruit seller. Yeah. <laughs> and they're a little standoff during the anthem. <laughs> and they had to, like, stand there and, like, stare at each other. And they had to stop their argument. It was so funny. It is it one of the so, most genius scenes Oh, in there. it was so great. And, like, this movie's not... It's kind of a Seinfeldy thing where it's not really about anything. It's about a situation. And you have to say that it's... You know, you have to give some plot to get people to see it. But... You know, and it's actually the scene with the bicycle 
guy and the fruit vendor. <laughs> that scene is right about the time when you're like, is there actually a plot happening in this totally, movie? Totally. And then right after that scene is when the described plot actually starts happening. But it takes so long. And yeah. like, really, I think that's about halfway through the movie. Right, exactly. And what you're seeing, like, it's so genius because what you're seeing is the way in a very small place, one one person's upset and like ruined day can just like spiral into all of these other things. And it's, it was just really nice. Yeah. Cause I also really, I mean, so the, the plot ostensibly is that this guy who he's lived in this town his whole life, his father, had a photography studio. His father's quite old now, but his father had a photography studio. Oh, um, Indian Stan Lee. <laughs> I know he did his look father. Like Stan yeah, Lee. yeah. I um, mean, he's got the hair and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he took the the photography studio over, mm-hmm. and he's got his childhood sweetheart, and this is just what his life is. Mm-hmm. And then. Somebody that has begun working... the photography studio, he mostly takes, like, passport shots. Yes. This is your standard, like, school photo. Exactly. Yeah. That's the max artistry you're getting here. Exactly. But everything changes when there's this guy who's working for the photography studio, Crispin, who is actually the one who plays the oldest brother in Kumbaya Nights. Mm Mm-hmm. And when this woman is getting picked on by some local thug guys uh mm-hmm. he even though the situation is almost resolved he like intervenes oh. in a way that leads to him getting beaten up and then Mahesh sees that and he's like what and he intervenes to try and yeah. save him and then he gets beaten up in a really embarrassing way I mean it, it really it really was guy and the whole he went, village is on his side I like know. they all feel bad for him too because he went all in and they got like two concussions like in very silly ways and then they stripped his dhoti off yeah which is the little the the wrap that Malayalam men wear mm-hmm. you may recall having seen him wearing it in Kumbalangi Nights. I have mostly seen Fahad Fasil in Dodi, which I don't mind. I think it's great. No. Especially when it's that hot, y'all. You gotta. And in all Malayalam movies, almost every man is wearing this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's smart. Yeah. And I actually really like... Um, I honestly wish I could just wear, like, this little piece. Of, and I, I know that I'm allowed to wear skirts, but really, like, for work, that would look silly for me. I wish I could just wear a little thin piece of fabric that I'm constantly adjusting and rewrapping in public throughout the day. That's what I love about it. Yeah, so I know. the funniest thing for me is how much actor business yes. for these actors comes from messing with that. Oh, They're constantly like tying it up, letting it down, mm-hmm. like readjusting it. Like all of their, it's like cigarette smoking in old movies. Like all of their emotions is happening through this. Yeah, it totally is. It looks very realistic. And you always know when they're about to do something because they're tying it up. They tie it up. It's like taking their earrings off. Yeah. So he gets beaten up in a really embarrassing way. And so he vows... By some guys who are professional-level smirkers. (laughs) It's especially bad because of their faces. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Well, so he decides that he vows that he's not going to wear his sandals again. And sandals are the only thing anyone wears. So he's not going to wear his shoes again until he gets revenge on the people that beat him up. He's so dedicated that he throws his old shoes away. Yeah. And maybe this is why you don't make a vow of revenge while you are currently processing a concussion. (laughs) 
Yeah. He was, like, dizzy, and people were like, we need to take you to the hospital. And he was like, no, I'm not wearing shoes. And they were like, can we take you to the hospital now, though? <laughs> and he was like, also no. <laughs> yeah. And he, but he, he sticks by it. Yeah. And uh, there's also, like, a romance, like, the whole a lot of stuff going on about like his romance life and all that. But I think the reason the bit about the shoes is always what's given as the main plot is because that is the real life incident that the, the script was based on. Mm-hmm. It's a real life incident that one of the filmmakers had, it had happened in his village. That's so which is hilarious. Funny. Oh, that's funny. And that's like a big deal. So if you think about what that means in India, there is a separation between the shoes that you wear outside and inside your house, possibly in certain businesses. It's because there is this, I was going to say perception, but like it's just objectively true that outside is dirtier than inside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even here in America. It's so weird that they think that in India, that outside is dirty. So that would be a really big deal. Like you can't take your shoes off to go in the house because you're not wearing any. Your feet are dirty all the time. And so I'm assuming he washes his feet off before he goes in the house. But, like, that's the kind of severity that this is. Like, it's a... Yeah. It it actually means something. And it means, you know, here you're just like, what a a weirdo. Like, get a job, hippie. (laughs) But there it means something a little more. And the film opens with on a shot of his sandals as he's washing in the river. Mm-hmm. He's also washing off his sandals. And... His size 8 lunar sandals. <laughs> yes, I know. I love that. Yep. Which I love when he goes to the shoe store and you see just a wall of these sandals. And like, That's right. Oh, it's what everyone wears, I guess. Exactly. Got your formal sandals, your casual sandals, your work sandals, the whole gamut, I guess. It's a thousand degrees and probably humid outside. You want to box your feet up in some little prisons no (laughs) as far as who can watch this i mean it's fun for the whole family oh yeah nothing bad happens no there's nothing objectionable in it there's a funeral for a guy who falls out of a tree and dies while while cutting jackfruit but like he's a million years old yeah and you don't see it happen the most that happens is the fight scene but you know even the message of the story isn't like troubling the way some of these revenge movies are. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because it's so realistic in the way it's told. Yeah, there, there's people advocating for both sides, you know, people who are like, you know, only like these four people even know that this happened. Like, yeah. I, I'm, no one's telling anyone, you don't have to do this. Right. And he doesn't make a huge deal out of it, and he's not trying to kill anyone. No. And the other guys aren't trying to kill him. I mean, it's not, there's nothing scary in no. it. No, there's like no guns or anything. No. I mean, it's, it's all very PG. Yeah. And there aren't any musical numbers, sadly. But there is kind music. Of is one, the flash mob. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was charming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I knew something was different when a Michael Jackson song started playing. Yeah. But that's the soundtrack true. was good. It was yeah. good. There's a little song about the town that they're in. Exactly. Or I guess maybe it's the region they're in. I don't know. Because I think yeah. they said it was the treasure box of Kerala. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a vanishingly short film at two hours. I know. I can't believe they fit everything they did in. I'm yeah. not even joking. Like, that movie Honestly. has a lot in it. Honestly, yeah. But they just zipped right I've on I've seen through. movies that were a lot longer that did a lot less. Yeah, I mean, one of the main characters doesn't even get introduced until halfway over halfway through mm-hmm. the movie. So that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers on the other side of the interval. Hey, they, 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 
Watching this movie this time around, what I really realized was at its heart, this is a coming of age movie for Mahesh. Yeah, it is, which is weird because he looks like he's 35. Yeah, I mean, he must be older. Uh, yeah. I guess he can't be that old. He's not that old. I think as an actor, he probably was at least that old. But <laughs> I think he's probably supposed to be around 25. Yeah, I think I think that's true. It's hard for me to age someone accurately with such a full, glorious mustache. <laughs> uh, that's just going to add 10 years to your age. Well, and also his father is super old. That is a good point. It, well, and they show that they're in the same age together at school, him and that girl. And that girl hasn't been married off yet. That is true. Yeah. You know, the first time I saw this movie, I was just really taking it all in. And it's the second time. And and I thought it was like, oh, it's about the romance. It's about the little revenge plot. But I think it's this time around when I realized his watching the stuff about his interest in photography, his Mm -hmm. renewed interest in photography. Yeah. Where all of a sudden he's like looking at the world in a different way. And... There's also the fact that his relationship with his childhood sweetheart ends. Mm-hmm. And it ends in a way that's completely not his fault. It's entirely on this girl. This girl's like, I'm just a coward. And I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, Agreed. Yeah, and, her and family's and like, what was, this is a better marriage proposal. Mm-hmm. And it is if she wants to live comfortably. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just basically like in in a day or two. She goes from, like, essentially, you know, it being understood she's going to marry this guy to being, although not openly, like, her right. family, like, wasn't really loving that. But, but they only then, about him. Right. And that, to the point that the dad goes over there and is like, hey, like, yeah, you need to talk to her about this. And, like, yeah, she tells him needs to be okay with it. Yeah, she tells him on the phone while she's, like, crying because she's so upset about what she has chosen to do. And what I love about this is that instead of being like, it's okay, I understand, he's like, well, yeah, you're right, you are a coward. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, that is so much... So much more accurate as to how people would be feeling in this. Oh, because this, it absolutely And that is. girl was so surprised. And I was like, yeah, it's not, all about, it's not all about you, sweetheart. She was like, I, I'm just so confused. I don't know if I can ever forget you. And it's like, well, I guess we'll find out because you're choosing to. Right. Like, yeah, of course he's going to react like that. Yeah. He didn't react nearly as poorly as he could have. No, he did. Because you just let it go after the phone call, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, yeah, mm-hmm. his childhood understanding of... You know, he was in a routine and he was comfortable. He was doing just the basic photography that he knew. And and he inherited the business from his father. He didn't mm -hmm. choose it. Yep. And then, you know, this girl that he's liked since he was 10. Yeah. And now all of that is, if not gone, you know, with the photography, it's at least changed. When Jimsy challenges his photography because she, like, wants a headshot, like, from a magazine cover. And he gives her... showing pictures of Deepika. Oh, yeah. And he's and, like, oh, shoot me like this. And I was like, well, first of all, yeah. I like that you're realistic looking. Right. And he's like, oh, well, I have to completely change the setup. And he walks not. to one light and touches it. Then he walks to the other light and touches it. And he doesn't do anything. No. Then he changes the background and he takes it from, like, the waist up. I mean, it was just, like, the worst 
Well, and she had her hair in front, and she was angled, and like then and he's, he's like, uh, "Turn, turn more, turn more, put your hair in the back, and now do this." And like it's just like the most, chin up looks like a it's the most stilted photo you've seen in your life. Right, it looks like a passport photo. Exactly. That's all doing. And so when she challenged, she's like, well, "I guess it's a little better than my national ID." Right, and. He's he's funny. He's actually really insulted by that. I'm like, what did you think? I'm such a bad photographer, and it's like you're not bad Mm -hmm. for passports, but like you don't do this kind of thing. And his honestly, I blame his father on this. His father is shown as being like super artsy and whatever, and I'm like. Buddy, you're the reason your son is terrible at photography. Because for one thing, he was going to change a photo on a wall and you're like, don't touch that. Yeah. And um, and then he, like, never bothered to teach him about artistic photography. Mm-mm. So, like, what did you expect? But anyway, I, uh, so then he starts getting a renewed interest in photography, which changes the way he looks at the world. Mm-hmm. And then he gets, of course, his new romance with Jimsy. Yeah, Which is adorable. And she is. is completely different than the girl he was in love with. She's yeah, much more outspoken. She knows what she wants. And she's also, she comes to know him as an adult and she sees what his life is going to be and she chooses him anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And knowing that he has a, a very serious vow of revenge against dun, 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 <laughs> her brother. Yes. Who's named Jimson? I don't, that was lazy. <laughs> Oh, her her name is Jim C the and his name laziness. is Jensen, uh, which made me wonder if it was their last name. It kind of see. I mean, it felt like it, but that doesn't sound like an Indian last name either. Not that it sounds like an Indian first name. I don't know. And the problem is, they kept saying Jimson, 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 and all I could think was Jimson weed. I know, same, <laughs> same. But yeah, but she was really cute. She was the one in the flash mob. She was good. And she was a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. And she was challenging him mm-hmm. to be better. And then... Yeah. Yeah, she just really liked him for who he was. It was an adorable little romance with them, like, looking back and forth on the bus. Yeah, exactly. From the bus to where the photography shop was. Yeah. And then the nail in Jimson's coffin was Kung Fu lessons. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can't believe that those Kung Fu lessons really had much of an impact on the fight, but they must have, I, I guess. I don't know. It seems like they kind of did. And I mean, cause it was like months that he was doing I guess this. it was. They've condensed it down. Yeah. Because movie. like their whole romance happened while he, he was already yeah, taking that's Kung point. Fu lessons at that point. Yeah. And it was a long-term goal for him anyway, because he goes to the guy's house and they're like, oh, he worked, he has a job in Dubai. So He's a migrant worker. Well, to be fair, I don't think he realized he had a job in Dubai when no, no, he no. took his vow. No, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> at all. But he didn't give up on it. And no. he just left the house and he was like, mm, okay, well, maybe the recession will force him to come home. But he doesn't know when that's going to happen. So I think for him, he was like, well, I guess I'll just buckle down and start learning how to fight better. And it, and I love that it's like two adults and like some children. I know. So well, classic for that kind of thing. And the other adult that was like, I need I need help learning how to fight. There's two, these two goons who are like ogling this girl or some, I don't know, following her. And then you see him later like do a surprise attack and like jump out <laughs> and beat one of them up. And like it's one of the two friends of the guy that uh, Fahad Fasil is, is vowing to fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're just causing mayhem all over town. I know. Up to no good. And I love Crispin, the guy who works for the for photography baby. studio. And he, yeah, for Baby. And he's constantly um, 
he's constantly like letting Mahesh know, like, oh, they're over here, or like, oh, he's oh, back in town. That or, was my second favorite scene when he's like, you know, you really shouldn't. Like, I was watching this. I was watching this thing, and, like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't, because then, like, you shouldn't take revenge, and then you're going to go to jail, and blah, 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 and they're going to kill whatever, and, like, all this stuff yeah. that's going to be really like the bad. plot of a movie. Uh, yeah, and you should reconsider, and he's like, I'm not going to, and he was like, well, then you should know that his name is Jimson, and he lives in this, <laughs> yeah. and this is his address. I know, he was, like, so, so encouraging to this whole thing. Yes. Constantly letting him know Absolutely. the updates on that. And then they actually have the fight, mm-hmm. and it is one of those fights where I was like, mm, yeah, this is what I would expect from two mostly untrained fighters, and they're just, yes. like, rolling around in the mud. I mean, there's so much mud on them by the end of that. Well, yeah, I couldn't tell who was who in most of the fight because they got so muddy. Oh. But, like, I couldn't tell the difference in their clothes, and, you know, you, you can't see their faces that well, so... At times, I was like, I don't know. I'll it was kind of a long fight. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. Which, to be fair, the whole movie's been building to it. But it wasn't yeah. like one of those really awesome revenge fights at the end of the movies, you know? It was hardly John Wick. Yeah, exactly. There was one moment, especially, when I was like, mm, I don't think so, where the guys got him in a headlock, and they're, like, on the ground. Oh, the yeah, The guys got yeah. him in a headlock, and he's, like, half lying. Mahesh is, like, half lying on Jimson at this point. Mm-hmm. And then he somehow manages to, like, grab the back of Jimson's collar and flip him over. I mean, they kept that, so I, much of the fight so realistic, and then that happened, and I'm like, that, I get you I needed to get him out of this situation, yeah. but... But, like, really, you would just pull a shirt over his head. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it kind of felt, like, more real. I think they did a good job of keeping it kind of realistic. And then, I mean, of course, he wins this fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one of the things I absolutely love is, I mean, you can tell that this has given Mahesh... A sense of his own self-respect back. I mean, yeah. he's so, he, like, walks into that shoe shop, and he's like, size 8 lunar sandals, please. And the, the shoe shop owner is, like, smiling. like Because oh, everyone knows what it means. And he was like, really? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Just so sweet. But the thing that I love, like, you can tell it gave him that sense of self-confidence back, because... The next thing we see is him going to, or the end scene of the movie, is him going to visit Jimson in the hospital, and his mother and Jimsy are there. And his mother, for one thing, is like, this is the guy that beat you up? Because he got tea from her earlier. And he said he was his friend. Yeah. And, like, Jimsy and he, like, reveal that they've been dating, and they're in love, and they're going to get married, and all these things. But what I love is him being like, yeah... And I'm going to marry your sister. So what do you think about that? And that's the end of the movie. I know. It's the end. I love love it it. so much. And it's like, well, you just thrashed him. So it's not like he can really say no. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But you can just see like a whole other movie just playing out after that Mm -hmm. scene. It was such a great scene to end on. It really was. You could just imagine like a whole other story coming off of it. Yeah. It's a movie that is so easy to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. And I... Again, like, I kept waiting for it to turn somewhere and, like, become kind of, like, too too dark or something. But it never did. It was just really nice. Yeah. And this was a big hit over in Kerala, as it should be. Mm-hmm. I saw that someone remade it, I think, um, a year or two ago. Oh, did they? I think this would be a hard movie to remake. Because so oh, much of it yeah. is based on the performance of the actors. And oh, just the way sure. it was directed. The whole feel of it. It was really great. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not a movie I would watch a remake of, just because I don't think they could do as good of a job. Yeah, it's funny. This one actually, the Telugu one got really good reviews. 
a lot of people were like, oh, I was, I was trying to see who could outdo Fahad, but... No one. The answer is no one. How dare they? Uh, hey, I didn't write this review. <laughs> So the next movie, or the last movie, I should say, in the series is going to be a movie called Rama Rama Ray, which is a more of an artsy movie than these last ones have been. It's a little more... Okay. It pushes the envelope a little bit more in its storytelling. But I think it's really interesting, and I think there's, you know, stuff to talk about because of the symbolism and all that. It's an interesting movie. It's about a convict who an escaped convict who winds up hitching a ride with a former police inspector. So, oh, all right. May the quirky adventure begin. <laughs> I'm down. Yes. And that movie is not available to stream anywhere. So, Sorry, guys. <laughs> so we'll see you next time on an American's guide to Bollywood. For more of an American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>